Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Well, here in L.A., we've been under what Mayor Garcetti calls the safer at home order, which is basically self-quarantine during the novel coronavirus pandemic. I feel like I'm inundated by a constant torrent of bad news, and getting back to this show and back to you guys is partly a selfish way of distracting me from our current events, and will hopefully be a respite for you too, at least for a couple of minutes a day. Our family's fine. We're healthy, we have food and a roof over our heads, and we have each other. We're okay. And I really, really hope you're all okay too. We will get through this, and we'll all do it together. Now, here's Living with a Genius for Monday, March 23rd, 2020. On this day in 1965, NASA's Gemini 3 program got off the ground. In their tiny spacecraft named Molly Brown, Gus Grissom and John Young hurled out of Earth's atmosphere and into orbit from Cape Kennedy Air Force Station in Florida. This would be the last NASA mission out of what is now Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, before mission control would be shifted to the then newly opened Manned Spacecraft Center in Houston, Texas. The mission's primary goal was to test the new maneuverable Gemini spacecraft, and at 1557 hours Greenwich Mean Time, at the end of the first orbit over Corpus Christi, Texas, a 1 minute 14 second burn shifted their orbital plane successfully dropping to a lower altitude, a first for manned space travel. A re-entry where the spacecraft was able to produce lift to change its touchdown point was another first accomplished by Gemini 3, 55 years ago today. Gus Grissom, hoping to avoid a repeat of his Mercury flight, Liberty Bell 7, in which the capsule sank after splashdown, named the Gemini 3 spacecraft Molly Brown, referring to the Broadway musical The Unsinkable Molly Brown. NASA management resisted the idea. Grissom asked, how about the Titanic? The Molly Brown was the last Gemini flight NASA allowed the astronauts to name. The other last for NASA and the mission's only major incident involved a contraband corned beef sandwich that John Young had smuggled aboard in a pocket of his spacesuit. During orbit, Grissom and Young each took a few bites before the sandwich was restowed. Of course, the crumbs could have wreaked havoc with the spacecraft's electronics, and the crewmen were reprimanded after returning to Earth. Grissom later said, after the flight, our superiors at NASA let us know in no uncertain terms that non-man-rated corned beef sandwiches were out for future space missions. Future crews were indeed warned not to pull the same type of stunt again. The Gemini 3 splashed down at 1916 hours and 31 seconds GMT in the Atlantic near the Turks and Caicos Islands, just 37 nautical miles off their intended target and the crew spent an uncomfortable 30 minutes in the water, floating on their sides. The horizontal landing was the result of a parachute malfunction which created enough irregular force for Grissom to crack his faceplate on the control panel. With eight times the impact resistance of acrylic, NASA would move to polycarbonate plastic for all subsequent spacesuits. 
Just four short years later, using nothing but calculations made with slide rules, paper, and pencil, men would walk on the moon. Imagine that. You can find Living with a Genius on Apple Podcasts, Alexa, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Omar Crook. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.